Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am very happy you are joining us today. I took a little break this summer to regroup and identify new and amazing people to talk to this year. So I'm bringing you the most helpful and useful content possible. Remember, you can always leave a comment or you can join us in the Healthy Family Project Facebook group to share your ideas and thoughts on what episodes you would like to see in the future. If you haven't listened through all of our episodes just yet, I might suggest a few of our fan favorite episodes to check out. Helping Kids Make Good Choices, How Families Can Reduce Food Waste, and Lunchbox Packing Mistakes to Avoid, which is timely. And if you are heading back to school, if you're already back to school, you need some information or inspiration for lunches, you can check out our website. In addition to healthyfamilyproject.com, we also have poweryourlunchbox.com, which is the hub for lunchboxes. And this year, our partners are giving $12,000 back to the United Fresh Start Foundation to increase accessibility to fruits and vegetables in schools. So you can head over there for information and inspiration and support some of those companies that we work with who are making a difference. And let's see, today's episode, we are welcoming Marisa Langford, who is the blogger behind TampaMama.com. It's a parenting blog in Tampa Tampa Bay area that covers travel, things to do, and family fun in Tampa Bay. She is a busy mom to four kids, ages 13 to 5, and is on constant search for adventures with her kids in Tampa and beyond. Her daughter, Shelby, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 8. With this diagnosis, her family has made healthy eating and an active lifestyle a priority. She manages national partnerships with GoGo Squeeze and works to advocate for healthy eating and happy kids. She's a freelance writer and content curator for various websites, online and print magazines, and in her free time, she leads Girl Scouts. On a typical weekend, you can find her and her family out and about in Tampa or at the soccer or baseball fields. I am very excited to talk to Marisa today to gain insight into living with type 1 diabetes as a family. But before we jump in, just a quick reminder that you should always consult your family doctor when it comes to medical advice and questions. Welcome to the podcast, Marisa. I've I've ha- I've taken a little podcast break this summer, which was which was must much needed, but I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to have you on today to talk to. Um, we're gonna talk all about your journey with your daughter's type one diabetes diagnosis and how you've incorporated your learnings into your family's life. But before we jump in, can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited about being here. Um, Yeah, so my name is Marisa Langford. I am a mom of four. Um, My family and I live in Tampa, Florida. Um, So our journey began, um, well, this journey, this particular one, um, actually, well, my kids range from ages 16 to nine. So our house is definitely full and, um, you know, healthy eating has always just been a a super big priority for us and our family. But um, the journey of type 1 diabetes began about three years ago um, with my eight-year-old. And uh, my eight-year-old was diagnosed at um, age eight with uh, type 1 diabetes. So it's been a, it's been a journey, a, a parenting journey, a lifelong 
educational journey and, uh, you know, healthy eating is really at the crux of, of it and what we want to teach our kids. But um, yeah, I'm super excited about being here and talking with you about it today. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, what would, I guess, so just jumping right in here, I know you said your daughter was diagnosed at eight years old. I don't know if there's, I guess maybe, are there signs? What were the signs that you, you know, if you feel comfortable kind of talking about that, like as a parent, is there some, like a red flag or something to keep an eye out for? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, um, so actually, so with, with Shelby, her name's Shelby. And so Shelby was diagnosed at age eight. Um, we have been actually in the kind of rare medical condition world for about 16 going on 17 years now. Um, at birth, my, uh, three of my four children were diagnosed with an adrenal insufficiency. And so they already have an autoimmune condition. So when that happened, um, you know, I became pretty big on advocacy and educating myself about how to make mm-hmm. sure that they stayed healthy, et cetera. And, um, you know, with this condition, a lot of parents will tell you, um, you know, they started to see signs, um, frequent urination, lots of drinking, being very tired, a lot of weight loss, um, sometimes a substantial amount of weight loss. And, you know, our other autoimmune condition for Shelby actually kind of masked some of those symptoms. And we ended up heading to the hospital or heading to the doctor and she was not doing well. I kind of had started to notice some things were off and sure enough, we got to the doctor's office. I was actually out of town on a a work trip and my husband was like, they're telling me to go to the hospital. So the whole way when he was going to the hospital, I was driving home. I was in Orlando I called my mom and I was like, can you look up all these symptoms and things? And then we pretty much had it pegged for type Mm -hmm. one. But, you know, I was telling you earlier in our pre-conversation, had you asked me what type one and type two diabetes was about two years ago, I would have failed a very basic test um, because I didn't know I was not educated. Uh, We don't have it in running in our family. Um, Nobody in my family, our family's history has it. And that's kind of the mystery about diabetes. Yes, it is something that is sometimes hereditary, but they're not sure what magic passcode is to unlock it in a child. So sometimes it sets in at age two, sometimes it sets in at age six, seven, eight, nine, could be late onset teenagers. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a condition where your body is dependent. So Shelby's body is dependent on um, insulin. Uh, she's insulin dependent. Her pancreas has decided it will no longer make uh, insulin. And so we, she's, she's managed it amazingly, as do most kids, you know, starting to understand what you need to do when you eat food and how your body just can't break down the sugars. Um, it's very mathematical and science-based and, you know, the more sugar you eat, the more insulin you need to take. Um, I kind of call it the cost of carbs because the more carbs you eat, that's what we count as carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a lifestyle. It's a very big, uh, change to make sure your body stays healthy for long-term effects. Um, and you know, another thing we talked about too, Amanda was, uh, it, it can be very overwhelming as a parent. Yes. So one of the main reasons I was super excited about doing this podcast was with you is just because, you know, I've, I've been in their shoes at the diagnosis stage and you're overwhelmed with, you know, 70 years of educational research on diabetes in general and how to manage. 
Um, but you've got to start someplace and um, it can be very overwhelming. So I, I'm really excited about diving into our story about healthy eating, cooking, um, you know, sharing what Shelby is learning to, to really lead a super healthy lifestyle um, because it, it won't go away. So, right. And so, and I don't think you're alone at all understanding you know, type one, type two diabetes. I think that many people, um, and especially, you know, parents. So what would you say, what would like your nugget of advice be to a parent who is, you know, has just been delivered this diagnosis for their child? What would, what would you recommend? Um, you know, cause I, like you said, it, it, I know for me, my brain would be like spinning. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, definitely. So I think the main thing that I would start with, with parents that have newly diagnosed child, um, one is, is don't, don't get too overwhelmed too quickly because there's people, people begin to talk in medical jargon and it takes a little while for your brain to really kind of understand some of the terms. Um, even for the smartest of people, it's just, it's a lot of information. Um, and you know, we have, we do have a very amazing team of pediatricians and endocrinologists and dietitians and nutritionists that have all helped us kind of get to where we are today, three years later. Um, and you know, at the, at the heart of it, the, the bottom line is it, it really is in order to, in my opinion, again, I always preface you. I'm like, I'm not a nurse. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a medical provider, but at the, at the heart of it and what we've understood as a family is that we need to be, we need to eat healthy. Um, we have a balanced lifestyle of healthy eating and, you know, people ask sometimes like, well, can she have cake? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, can she have a sweet? Absolutely. Right have a cookie? Absolutely. She's not, our child is not allergic to anything. So there's really no foods that are off limits, but it is a moderation. Um, it is a treat. It is not an everyday kind of let's go and drink, um, a super sugary, you know, slurpee every Mm -hmm. after school. Um, you know, we really moderate that, but then it's, the balanced meals of a protein and vegetables and fruits and, you know, a smaller portion, maybe of carbohydrates, not an entire vat of pasta for dinner. Um, and so it, it really is. And then a lot of what I, what the other thing I think I would give it is it's going to take time for your family, for your child to really understand it. And, you know, I have hope that the kids that are diagnosed and the families embrace it and they cook with their kids and they teach them how to eat healthy and they teach them where fruits and vegetables come from. And they're super involved and and really helping them learn because the only way that a a child that is diagnosed or a teenager that's maybe diagnosed is going to be able to do this on their own as adults is if they learn with some of those healthier habits early and and they do learn. Shelby has become an ambassador for gardening. And my friends all know that she cooks fabulous meals and she can mince garlic and cut onions and, you know, I love it. A cook of a full meal from start to finish. <laughs> it's funny when we like leave our kids at home alone. Um, we have teenagers, so we can do that. Shelby's usually in charge of, of dinner and she'll make salmon with green beans and some rice and, you know, like a whole meal for everybody that everybody likes, but she knows how to do it. She's gotten 
taken some time. She's gotten really comfortable in the kitchen. So the hope is there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a journey. It definitely, definitely is a journey and it does not happen overnight. So. Well, and it's so important. I say this all the time about getting the kids in the kitchen and really getting them in the kitchen. I know sometimes it's like, yeah, get kids in the kitchen, get them cooking. But it's like, okay, there's going to be a mess. There's going to be a period of learning. It's not going to be, you know, what you see (laughs) a kid's cooking show on TV or whatever it might be where just snap your fingers and your kid is in there doing the thing. But training, you know, getting them ready for the real world in just in general, not having, you know, something like type one diabetes, but you're setting her up for success to be able to be on her own. As like you said, this is a lifelong, um, you know, something that she'll deal with for the rest of her life. So she will have the tools to be able to do all of these things on her own, which is just so important. Yes. And that's really where, what, what we're trying to take away with it. You know, I mean, Obviously, parenting, we're all parents. You know, a lot of us are listening to podcasts and and it is one of those things, um, you know, you do want to have your children set up for super successful, you know, endeavors and things like that. And Shelby's really, uh, it's been interesting. It's been, it's been interesting, cool, so amazing to watch her grow. Um, she's taken agriculture. She's in seventh grade. Um, and sometimes I have to remind myself that she is, she just turned 12. Um, and so, like I said, we've been dealing with this since she was eight and it's, it's, it's been so cool to watch her grow and really love to learn about this kind of stuff. And then she's also been become very open about, she, you know, telling people about what her diabetes is, you know, everybody has their own comfort level of what they want to share, but her friends always are interested. Her friends keep an extra eye on her. Her teachers are always interested to know, you know, how can we help you? And, um, but then, you know, so a side note, I, I have a blog. Um, it's actually called Tampa mama. And on my Instagram account, I use a hashtag called chef Shelby. And it's been really cool to see because I have a lot of my friends going, Oh my gosh, we watched Shelby cook a whole chicken. Oh. Um, <laughs> like start to finish, like, Oh my God, it looked amazing. And she's, I, I really hope that, you know, she becomes somebody that other kids watch. I mean, yes. that's what we watch cooking shows, like we watch a lot of those shows and you do see them. And those kids have probably been in the kitchen with their parents, you know, not starting from, you know, sauteing garlic at age three, but (laughs) like measuring flour and an egg and like all those small basics, like you have to start somewhere. And, you know, it's, um, it's the mess in the kitchen. People like, how do you, it's, you know, it's, it's become something that we really enjoy doing together. She's gotten to where, you know, um, she's really interested in learning <laughs> different skills. And I'm like, um, yeah, I can look that up. Let's figure yeah, out. I know. Ask Alexa. That's always my yeah. answer. <laughs> Ask Alexa. I don't know. <laughs> so, or she's like, oh, I saw this recipe. And, you know, this is another tip. Like we hit, uh, okay, so I probably have more magazine subscriptions than the average person. Um, but like we love a magazine called Eating Well. And yes, that's a good one. And, 
we go to, we love going to Barnes and Nobles and um, I wish I could buy every recipe book, but I usually can't. So um, we sit there and peruse through the recipes and like get ideas and, um, you know, find things online. Pinterest is great. I know you guys have a ton of recipes, you know, all over your website and pin, uh, Pinterest boards, etc. And you get them and they look amazing. And as long as the kids can be excited about healthy eating. Shelby didn't eat a bazillion vegetables when she was younger. Like, honestly, one of the things that people are like, oh my, maybe she's always eaten. No, her diet was very carb heavy. And I mm-hmm. realized that as soon as we were told by a nutritionist, a diet, um, so diabetics, um, when you're in the endocrinology office, the endocrinologist um, is will become your best friend. And we went and saw a diabetes, uh, uh, nurse educator. And those people have are a lot of times they're like, Oh, yep. I was diagnosed at age seven. And look, here I am talking to you guys about, you know, what you guys want to do and how you guys can, you know, what you should be eating and how you should be doing it. Cause there's a whole science, um, you know, going down that. And again, don't get too overwhelmed one step at a time. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> trying to get them, you know, first things first, vegetables. We all know super healthy, but trying to get your eight-year-old to eat Brussels sprouts, broccoli, green beans, I know. beets, carrots, you name it, tomatoes, like everything. Uh, that's a, a daunting challenge for any parent. So where do you start? Um, but you know, I'm, so I'm side note, I'm in marketing and I know when, if you put something on a plate of food for a child using my marketing tactics, right? You got to make it look pretty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, believe me. You know, I'm the same over here. I'm like, yeah, okay, exactly. I have a whole strategy behind exactly. this. <laughs> right? So you want to make it look appealing. That's why we all follow these amazing food Instagram accounts and making it look appealing and giving her options like, okay, well, we know you like garlic. So what if we put some, what if we sauteed some garlic and then added in the broccoli and then mixed it all together? Like, maybe and salt and pepper. That sounds fantastic. So we tried and like, and it, it is, uh, again, this does not happen overnight. And she really had to become open to trying new things because I was like, well, you can't eat green beans every day for the rest of your life. That just sounds boring. Right. So <laughs> how do we incorporate some cauliflower? And now she eats again, mind you, three years later, she's coming to us with new vegetables and new ways to cook things and ideas because she knows that she likes this kind of flavor and she wants to add this flavor into it and she wants to mix it with the carrots and a medley and I'm just blown away but it really involved us getting her comfortable and having I guess the confidence in us that we wouldn't feed her anything that tasted bad. <laughs> um, you know, so I was like, you got to trust us. Like, let's, you know, I, I promise, like, if you, if you think we like it, we would not, we don't, we want you to like it. We want you to try anything. So it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress. Um, but I hope parents know that they shouldn't give up. Um, just getting your kids to eat fruits and vegetables, even for the parents that are just trying to get kids to eat fruits and vegetables in general, um, you know, don't give up, don't, don't, don't give up on them with flavors, keep trying. And eventually they will come around. I promise. Well, and I think it's important to know too, that, you know, with this diagnosis as a parent, you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to go and do all this research about food and I have to figure all of this out. And clearly involving your child in the process or involving the whole family, you know, siblings or whoever it might be like, 
hey, everybody, get on, let's get on Pinterest. Like, let's try to find some new, you know, new ideas. Or like you said, because this is what I do with my, my younger daughter is a very selective eater. Um, But (laughs) what I try to do is like kind of think, well, she likes this and she likes that. So how can I bring those two together, but also bring these Brussels sprouts in? You know, she likes this cheese or whatever. And so I kind of try to marry that together. And oftentimes that that helps when she has some of those familiar things with the unfamiliar. And like I said, the Pinterest, I gave her, you know, here, look on Pinterest. We did that this weekend before grocery shopping. I said, yeah. what what looks good to you? What do you think we should have this week? And and then we talk about it and and then it kind of becomes something they're part of instead of something that's like, here, do this. They have a decision in it. They have they're a part of it. You know, it's not just like, well, my mom told me to do this or my mom told me <laughs> it's time to go here. It's time to go there. Just giving them that, um, you know, just being a part of the team, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's definitely one of the things that that has helped Shelby out too, is that feeling of control. Um, and the, I think it's also the sense of, um, it's a, I, I guess, I don't want to maybe, maybe it's a sense of pride. Like she cooks for her brothers and sisters and her brothers and sisters are like, oh my gosh, Shelby, this is so good. Um, what did you make it with? Or how did you make it? And she's not scared about trying new things. Like she made a salad dressing the other day that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. What did you put in here? And it was like, a, it was a, a Caesar salad dressing, but with no yolk. And she like, She'd be like, well, I put some Worcestershire in here and some Parmesan cheese and then some olive oil. I was like blown away. I was like, Ooh, we need this recipe. (laughs) I have to have her remake it. But, you know, she's gotten where she kind of knows some of the very basic cooking, um, you know, kind of combinations, oil, vinegar, adding, um, you know, a citrus or an acid and uh, herbs and things like that. Um, and speaking of herbs, something else she does is she gardens. Um, I feel like a lot of times, you know, coming from farm to table is a really cool experience for kids too, because they want to eat what they grow. And if they're able to, you know, even grow things. And it, I hear a lot of people like, oh my gosh, I can't grow. I am one of them. I can't grow. I have two black thumbs. Like my sister, my daughter has a green thumb and I kill everything in my garden or my <laughs> plants that I just can't keep anything alive. And so my daughter though, with this beautiful green thumb, she can grow anything. So for us that don't have that ability, even like you know, Lowe's and Home Depot have kits that are really, really super simple yes. and really, really work. So if you want to start someplace super simplistic, grab a gardening kit that will literally get you from point A to B, you know, in a matter of a couple of weeks with some sun, soil, water, and air. Um, and they grow the peppers and they grow the tomatoes and they, you can grow the herbs and the chives and use them on potatoes and things like that. Um, so for some color, but she's, really gotten, you know, that's just, it was, it's kind of become a a fun hobby for her. She checks on her garden every day after school and just likes to grow things um, that do end up on our table. So that's great. And I, like you said, it, it's, 
another thing that seems daunting, but <laughs> it, there are so many, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Lowe's and those types of places make it pretty easy for us these days. Or even um, my sister had ordered me on Amazon last year. I do a lot of, um, we do a lot of container gardening here and I, I just love it. I've always been really passionate. It's like a... Um, I just get so excited when I keep something alive and it produces yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, I, I felt better. <laughs> yeah. I just get so happy. It's like, you know, even from having a garden as a child to now, I just, there's something about it inside of me that just makes me so happy when I see something bloom or be produced from a seed and just yeah. the process well, of it all. I know it sounds, I'm probably no, sounding crazy no. right now. <laughs> Shelby's, Shelby's garden. It's been really neat. I, I often like on my Instagram again, I said it's, I've shown Shelby's gardening skills. Like we had five beautifully perfect heads of cabbage last year. And I was like, Oh my God, this is people were like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, it is not me. <laughs> Those yeah. were grown by Shelby from seed to, you know, the top of it. And, uh, she grew watermelon and she grew sunflowers and she grows herbs and jalapenos. And she Ugh, loves, so to give, cool. you know, she loves to give a lot of our fruits and vegetables away too, to her, um, to, to some of her, her teachers that know that she grows. And I'm like, we have so many, like, let's, let's give them away. So I think it's also become this hobby that people are, are, like I said, it's that sense of pride. It's like something you, she's really found that she's really good at. And, um, you know, it's, it's really neat to see her flourish and even really want to dive into it more. Um, you know, like I was talking about these diabetes nurse educators, a lot of them, uh, they've been kind of, you know, almost training for this job their entire life because, they started as a kid that was in the hospital, probably with their parents uh, getting this diagnosis, and they've really made their career about it because they can see the value of helping others. Um, and so that's where, you know, uh, one thing I also want to offer is like we're big with um, the uh, JDRF. Um, the, there's a local champ tap chapter in every single state in America down to the cities, and they have such great resources, and we've met such amazing people. Um, and it's such an amazing community where if you are a parent that's struggling to find somebody to talk to or a new parent, um, you know, reach out to the JDRF chapter in your area and they can help you find these diabetes nurse educators or nutritionists if you're really struggling with, you know, trying to get them to eat new fruits and vegetables or how do you do this. Um, they just have a great community, which is really embraced us. Um, I didn't know it existed and now I'm a big part of it and I love to be a part of it. Uh, so it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely again, been a big journey, but I'm really hoping that Shelby, you know, one day will use all of her skills. And she talks about opening up a restaurant. My husband's like, that sounds good. We can help you with that, but you need your finance degree first. We will help you with the land and then you can buy your cows and we'll get yeah. you a garden. Um, so it's, it's, it's really cool to, to watch her. Um, but you know, trying to take it and turn things, you know, from the diagnosis into a positive. Um, and that's, what we try to do every day with her. Well, that is amazing. I know that we're we're running out of time here, but I did want 
you to be, I know you work for a great company um, that you've been able to incorporate kind of into your your world here with the type one diabetes. So before we close out, definitely wanted to give a shout out to Go Go Squeeze. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. So I, it's been an interesting journey even with my, my work as well. So yes, I do national partnerships for Go Go Squeeze and um, our brand, everybody, uh, most people know is a healthy and um, applesauce brand. We have applesauces that are in pouches that are portable and healthy and on the go. And lots of them have fruits and vegetables in them, but they're also very integral to the, um, oh, sorry, very integral to the, to the diabetic world because they are a, a snack that is 15 carbs. And anybody that knows about low blood sugar um, knows that the kind of a rule of thumb is 15 carbs in 15 minutes. And you really want to uh, try to take that, you know, in um, a fast acting carb so that you can bump up your blood sugar. And when you bump up your blood sugar, um, it's one of those things that you, you can use juice, you can use candy. Um, but what parents have really told me as I'm a member of the, a lot of the community work that we do. Uh, they've told me that they use go-go squeeze because it's super healthy. Um, it's no, there's no sugar added. It's just the applesauce and the natural sugars. And so I didn't realize that we had this huge fan base of diabetic parents. Um, and it's been interesting and amazing because I've met so many people, even through my job that use my product, um, and our product for helping kids, honestly stay alive because they need to bump up their blood sugar during a low. And it's such a healthier option um, than some of the other fast acting sugars. So, um, and you know, go, go squeeze something I really try to do in my work. I've become a really big advocate for healthy and happy kids, um, you know, active lifestyles and having a lot of fun, um, you know, doing all the things that we think kids should be doing because at the at the heart of it, we all want healthy and happy kids. So it's, it's been a, it's been a, an amazing way to blend my personal life and, and what's going on and my work and my, my jobs as well. So. Well, you know, I'm an advocate for that. I can over here with healthy family <laughs> project, you know, yeah. ten, 10 years of like, oh, I just love everything that I am able to do. Share these messages, share yeah. stories like yours, promote healthy eating. And, you know, if that's my job, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it still after 10 years. <laughs> and it's funny, I've been working with Gogo Squeeze for 10 years too. And it, it has, it's been being a, a member of this team and knowing what we put into our products and knowing that, you know, everybody from our innovators, um, you know, our entire team, were just solely dedicated on healthy and happy kids. And, you know, having a company like that, working for a company like that and knowing how much it means to a family, a diabetic family, just any diabetic family or any family in a, across America or across the world that just wants to do the same thing. You know, as parents, we all want to keep our families healthy, our kids healthy, our kids happy, active, um, you know, and it's just a really simple motto and mission. And I'm so glad that I can be a part of it in, in a number of ways. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I will, in the show notes, we'll make sure that we gather any resource links that you mentioned or anything that maybe you didn't mention, but you think of after the fact that might be helpful for families. We will include all of those in the show notes um, so we can link up to those. And then before we close out, can you tell listeners where they can find and connect with you? 
Yes, that would be great. So I do run a local blog um, here in Tampa. Uh, it's called Tampa Mama. So it's Tampa M-A-M-A. You can find me on all the channels on the social mediums. Um, and then obviously I'm also online at gogosqueeze.com. Um, so if you ever need anything from there, from either one, but yes, always happy to connect with parents um, and talk about any journey, um, you know, and how I can help. And if I can't help, I always tell people I if I can't help you, I can definitely point you in the right direction for somebody that can can help you as well. Thank you so much. We'll link up to all of those so you can be sure to find Marisa. And just thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Great episode today. Thanks for listening in. Reminder, go over to Facebook to join our Healthy Family Project Facebook group. And if you like Healthy Family Project, please tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet with me direct, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter and also the same on Instagram. You can find Healthy Family Project on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. And you can now find Power Your Lunchbox on TikTok. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon. (laughs) 